very good morning to you all. It is a pleasure to welcome you to your very fascinating and inspiring show, NASCO Moments Radio Show. It airs every Saturday. The program is powered by your quality foods and household products provider, NASCO Group Nigeria, and is designed to educate, inform, and enlighten you on issues that affect your everyday life. Now, do you know where your children are at the moment? All over the world, societies often attach different rights and obligations to their citizens. While the state grants the citizens their civil, political and social rights, the citizens on the other hand are expected to fulfill some duties and obligations to the state. What this presupposes is that whenever there is a right, there is a corresponding duty. Being a responsible citizen covers many areas, some of them legal obligations, some social and some moral. So of course, because not all of them are legal obligations, being a responsible citizen is not as easy as staying within the law. Some people are of the opinion that to be a truly responsible citizen, the citizens sometimes must go out of their way to do things which help the society by giving a little of their time and effort for the greater good. Sadly, there are many citizens who either do not know what being a responsible citizen means or deliberately refuse to fulfill their duties and obligations. The actions and activities of such people not only retard development in our communities, but mark them out as not being responsible citizens. Who is a citizen? What are the duties and obligations of a citizen? And what are some of the tips for citizens to play their expected roles in the society? How then can we build happy and harmonious communities by being responsible citizens? On Nasco Moments Radio Show this morning, we have invited Mr. Bulus David, Director, Plateau State Office of the National Orientation Agency. Mr. David is also a former General Manager of the Plateau Radio Television Corporation. He will be providing answers to these questions and lots more on the topic Respect, Trust Building and Responsible Citizenship, Tips for Social and Community Development. I'm Hudung Yang, stay tuned as we'll be back on the Nasco Moments Show. A promise kept. Savor the taste of Nasco Cream Crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco Cream Crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco Cream Crackers is best served with tea, coffee, and cheese. Nasco Cream Crackers. Hey. Nasco Cream Crackers. Hey. Nasco Cream Crackers. A promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Cream Crackers. Another quality product from Nasco. Mr. Bulu Stavitz, we're glad to have you on the Nasco Moment Show. I'm so glad to be here too. Okay. Thank you. All right, so let's start the program by making people understand what citizenship is. Well, um, the basic meaning of citizen is uh, one is fine as an institution, but that's even a little bit complex. But um, anybody who is born in the country, uh, in Nigeria, you have to be also. A member of an indigenous group within that country for you to become a citizen. So um, all ethnic nationalities that are within Nigeria are citizens of this country. 
but you can also acquire citizenship at uh, other levels. Sometimes you can be granted, even if you are not a member of a citizen of the country, you can apply and you can be given such a citizenship. But basically, for us in Nigeria, is uh, those of us who are members of the ethnic nationalities. And that is why when people are arguing about this ethnicity, ethnicity issue, they think that it has no constitutional provision. Because how would you know that somebody is a citizen of Nigeria if he does not belong to any ethnic nationality in Nigeria? Assuming he belongs to an ethnic nationality in Ghana, does it make him a citizen of Nigeria? No. Unless he applied and he was granted. So ethnicity is very important for us as a basis for our citizenship. Okay, so you've told us that if you belong to an ethnic group, you are a citizen. So it's automatic. Yes, it's automatic as, for you. Mm, so you don't really have to do anything to obtain citizenship as a part of a community, except, like you said, for someone who probably wasn't born here and has to apply. Yes. So if you, have, if you were not born here, mm. or maybe you were born here, but your parents are from another country and you're not a citizen of Nigeria, how then do you acquire citizenship? There are legal procedures that you will take, that you apply. And time will not permit us to go into the details. But anybody who is not a Nigerian and he wants to become a Nigerian citizen, there's a legal process that he goes through. And approval can be granted and he can become a citizen. There are many uh, non-Nigerians who have been granted such citizenship. And if you go to the UK and US, there are many Nigerians who have also left Nigeria. They have gone to the UK or they're in the US and they applied for citizenship and they were granted citizenship in those places. Sometimes you have a situation where one person has dual citizenship, a citizen of two countries and things like that. So these, these are possibilities. But like you, you said in your introduction, citizenship comes with a lot of responsibility. Okay, so what is the role of the government in guaranteeing citizenship? Well, the, the, um, the purpose of governance, any government wherever in the world over, the purpose of government is to, to provide security and provide welfare you know, for the people. Everything the government, government is doing is around those two things. It's about the security of the people, it's also about the welfare. So any government that takes those two things uh, seriously in their uh, governance effort, they are already provided for the citizens. They are making sure that uh, they are secured, they are well secured, uh, that um, their security is guaranteed. And there are different levels of security. Apart from security to life, they could have economic security, social security, and all forms of security. That government, through its policies, can guarantee uh, the citizens. And this is the functions of uh, governance. All right, then. It's the NASCO Moments radio show. Thank you for joining us. It's an interesting discussion, and we'll be back right after this to continue. For whatever flavor you may need, yes, NASCO, NASCO quality biscuits. So crunchy and so creamy. Yes, NASCO, NASCO quality biscuits. It's oven fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you. Get what you need for everybody. Take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, let's go. For everybody, whatever flavor you may need. Take it everywhere you go. Grab 
Get away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream biscuits. Welcome back. This is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. Our guest today is Mr. Bulustabit, Director, Plateau State Office of the National Orientation Agency, and he has been sharing his thoughts on respect, trust building, and responsible citizenship, tips for social and community development. Now, can you tell us uh, about the duties and obligations that a citizen has to the community? Um, the duties that a citizen has to the community is the duties that he has to his nation. It begins even from the family level. If we take our family responsibilities seriously, it's already a duty. If you have children and you are raising children and you know that these children are Nigerian children and you are providing for them, you ensure that they go to school and you are paying their school fees and providing whatever they need so that they can grow. Because at that early stage, these children are helpless and you are raising Nigerians. That's that's very serious citizenship responsibility. And it begins at the family level. And oftentimes you find um, uh, parents performing such responsibility with a lot of uh, levity. They feel that it is it is even optional. It is, it is, um, they don't take it very, very seriously. So I, I think that any citizenship uh, responsibility must begin and has to begin at the family level. When you have very strong families, then you are going to have strong, uh, a strong nation, strong citizens. Uh, citizens learn to participate in governance even from the, from the family level because the family is already a government. So when you have a family where some members of the families are marginalized on the basis, especially on the basis of sex, you know, you, you may find that um, the father is giving roles or the mother is giving roles to the children and she said, ah, you boys cannot do this, girls should do this. That's already, you're already performing, you're already creating discrimination at that level. So when they walk out of the gate of your house, they're going to face those kind of discrimination. But when you allow a level playing ground at the family level and do not, do not criminalize um, service, because for instance, you find that in some families when somebody does something wrong, a child does something wrong, so because you have done something wrong, you are going to sweep this room. So does sweeping a room become a punishment? Why was it dirty in the first place? So asking a child to sweep a room as a punishment is criminalizing service. So um, service delivery begins even at that family level. When we take it seriously at the family level and every member of the family knows that he exists for the other one, when he goes out of the family and he's in a larger society, he will see himself as part of a larger society uh, and, and also see himself as one who is responsible for the welfare of others, for the security of others, and that others will be dependent on him uh, just as he will be dependent on them for a lot of things. So I think that um, uh, citizenship uh, responsibility, especially at the family level, by both mother, father, and children, that's the place, that's the crucible where you, where you decide the kind of citizens you are going to have. Okay, so why is this so important for us to have responsible citizenship? Yes, then I would say it is, there's a failure at the family level. Most of the time, it's because of the failure at the family level. 
when you go to some of these families, you know, we would have discussed citizenship at community level and at other level, but the family is very important to me. If you go to some families, you will find that um, most of the duties are performed by a house help. Okay? She does the dishes, all the house chores, and whatever needed to, needed to be done, she's the one that is shouted at, and she has to do that, and so on and so forth. And she grows up doing those kind of things. And I'm not surprised that most of those girls turn out to be the best housewives because they had learned service. They had learned service. And, and you will find that those children within the family that are shielded from service, they do not perform anything. They do not see themselves as responsible for anything. They just, they, they just survive on that house help. They don't do anything. How could they be useful citizens within the society? Because they have never learned service. They've never learned service. So they can't be useful members of their society. So the family is, when you get it right at the family level, then you get it right at community level and at the national level too. So uh, children who have learned service, when they go to school, will begin to serve. So when you've learned service, you automatically become a responsible citizen? Yes, because um, responsible citizenship has to do with service. Service. Why, why are you here? Why do you exist? And for what purpose? The hands that you have, is it for you? Or it's also for another person? The legs that you have, is it for you? Or is it for another person too? Most of the time, people see these things, you know, when God created us, he planted these things on our body as if it is for us. But God has so endowed every individual with others in view. That's the responsible citizenship, with others in view. Until you find out the others and you are serving them very well. Responsibility means you are serving. You are serving them very well. But if you are not serving, then you are not being responsible. Okay. And if you do not have skill for service, because sometimes you have to also develop the skills for service, values for service. And so on and so forth. But when that fails, then you are already having, when well, you have a failed family, then you have a failed society too, won't you? Okay, so you've talked a lot about service. Yes. What else, what other virtues and values can we look out for in a responsible citizen? In a responsible citizen, um, uh, responsible citizenship is also a function of uh, leadership and the kind of, um, especially governance structure. For instance, for, for somebody to, to participate, you know, to serve very well, you must create a neighboring environment for him to serve. Okay, so um, it has to do with effective communication. Okay, it has to do with effective communication. Whoever is demanding responsible citizenship, you know, from the citizen, must be able to engage that citizen. Now, that is where we're also getting it wrong. Because we have a large number of citizens that are not being engaged on government policies and programs and you want them to participate in those government policies and programs how do they participate when they are not engaged there must be a level of trust between the citizens and the leadership okay so you are talking about values the 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 leadership must be truthful when when the citizens see the leadership they must see truth they must see honesty honest intention on the part of the leadership. They must see transparency, okay, on the part of the leadership. And the leadership must create windows of participation for the citizens. They must be able to know what is their own, what is it in it for them. 
when they are participating in, the, in governance uh, process. Now, this can also be at the family level, at community level, and at the larger society level. When these values of truthfulness, respect, and honesty and transparency are lacking, okay, between in the in the communication process between the citizens and the leadership, then you are going to have problem because citizens will begin to suspect. Okay, when the leadership has not been consistent, if you're asking us when the leadership is saying good morning and you go out in the morning and you discover it is afternoon. Now, if the following day they say good morning again, you are likely to go out and check, won't you? Because, you, because the leadership has not been consistent. So leadership must continually be consistent, telling the truth and be honest and be transparent okay. with the citizens, and that will engender trust and responsible citizenship. All right. Thank you for listening to the NASCO Moment Show on radio. It's not over yet. Join us right after this. Nasco Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. NASCO Cube Sugar, another quality product from NASCO. This is the NASCO Moment Show on radio. We have been discussing respect, trust building and responsible citizenship. Tips for social and community development with Mr. Bulus David, Director, Plateau State Office of the National Orientation Agency. So are there any sanctions for people who do not show good citizenship in their conduct in the community? Well, good citizenship also means that um, you submit to the rule of law. Okay, every society is governed by law. So there are there are many laws from the from the ground norm, which is the constitution, and other external laws of society. The fact that you you subscribe to that citizenship or you are a member of the citizens group within that country means that those laws are for you and you must obey them. So for each of those laws, if you break them, the law is not respecter of person. You will be sanctioned according to the various provisions of the law. So breaking the law, there are many ways of breaking the laws and there are different uh, uh, sanctions. Assuming you live within a community and you're a young person and instead of um, uh, deploying your energy to serve the community, you now decide to deploy your energy to break people's houses. That's not responsible citizenship. You're not protecting them, okay, and you are stealing. When you are caught and you are taken to the police station, you will be prosecuted and you can go to jail if you are 18 years. Okay? 18 years and above. You can go to jail for it. That is a sanction. These are, these are sanctions. At the family level, when children break those kind of laws, what do we do? We sit down and explain to them because they do not understand what they are doing. We explain why it is wrong to do those things. We give them the right values at that level. And sometimes, a good spanking could also serve mm. as a deterrent. 
okay but once you are 18 years and above it's no longer spanking okay i always tell my children who are 18 years and above that you are qualified to go to prison okay but many young people don't realize that when they're 18 years and above they are qualified because they could face the wrath of the law okay can you give the listeners some tips for respect for trust for responsible citizenship in order for them to acquire some or to be able to develop their communities and their state and country in general well um when when there is a development uh, effort within the community usually it is initiated by the leadership of the community um, it is the responsibility of the leadership that is engendering those development or churning out those development ideas within the communities to be very transparent about what they are doing very transparent about what they are doing that transparency becomes a value if you are not transparent about what you are doing and it, it, it then means that you are holding back you are asking them that okay let's contribute um, 1,000 naira so that we can pay for instance vigilante but you have not told them how much you are going to pay vigilante group. Okay, you are holding back some things. Probably because you think that at the end of the day you are going to generate more money by the time you pay the vigilante group, you will have some residual amount of money which you can use yourself, probably as leadership. You know, sometimes the problem that we have with, with the community, especially in development effort, is that you think that community people do not know anything. Okay, you, you look at them as if they are all blind people, um, even though they did not go to school, they are market women, they are this and this, you think they don't know anything. That is a very serious error in community, in any development work, in government relationship with citizens, in NGOs working with communities. It's a serious error when you begin to think for the people, when you assume people don't know that you should think for them. And that's what's happening, you know, in the larger society. Most of the time we are not consulted about many policies that uh, gov government or some other people are making, you know, for us. Uh, they, because they, they do it as if it is for us and it's a favor that they are doing it. So um, that assumptions, it is from the basis for a lot of um, uh, mistrust when people do not trust you because you are not authentic. You must be authentic. People must see you like a transparent glass, see through you. And your intentions must be so authentic. And if you are able to uh, portray yourself that way, then you are going to engender trust. And also engaging the people is another level of generating trust. Because the fact that you go to the people, you are engaging them on the issues. You are saying that I don't have the answers to this problem. Come, let's... You know discuss these issues and let's find the answers even when you have the answers the best thing is to keep the answers to yourself bring them together and discuss the issues and when you discuss the issues you can facilitate the process where the answers even when it's the answers your own you could suggest don't you think that if we do xyz it may help someone say yes 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 say okay oh do you believe that and then you can credit it to him that he's the one who suggested it if one day you come out with a blueprint for the development of the community. And he sees it. He will say that I was the one who suggested that one. So that creates sustainability in community development. Because when people take ownership of what they are doing, 
then there will be sustainability. But what we have most of the time in our society, in African society particularly, we have situation where leadership think for the people, work for the people, does everything for the people, and the assumption is that people, they are blind, they don't know anything, we should do it for them. Let's give them road, let's give them water, let's give them that, let's give them that, and we're not consulting with them. And that is very, very wrong. And that brings down the trust you know, between leadership. That's very interesting. Yes. Okay, so what parting words do you have as we end the program? Respect begets uh, respect. Is that not so? If you want to be trusted, you want to be uh, respected, then you must also learn to trust other people. Okay, so for every person who is involved in community development, must learn to respect himself and also respect other people, trust himself and trust other people, and be transparent, be authentic in all that he's doing, then he will engender trust. But I want to finally encourage and talk to citizens that citizenship begins at the family level. A strong family, strong families will give us strong nations. And if we fail at the family level, then our larger society will also fail. So let's give opportunity to young people to express themselves at family level through service delivery. Okay. So this is a charge to parents that uh, they have a very huge role in molding uh, uh, the citizens of not just their communities or their families, but the larger uh, nation. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Bullets David, for coming on the NASCO Moment Show this morning. Thank you. I hope this discussion on respect, trust building, and responsible citizenship tips for social and community development has been enlightening to the listener. As we end the show, we urge you to follow NASCO at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or on Twitter. The handle is at NASCO group. Freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. This week on the NASCO Moments Trivia, our question is, what particular section of the Nigerian constitution holds government responsible for the security and welfare of its citizens? And in what chapter of the constitution is this section found? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and write your full name and exact location. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited, Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, George Palm and Harun Audu. Production coordinators Solomon Audu, Malau Silvanus, and Alex Ruben. I am Hudun Gang. Endeavor to be a good citizen to your community.